0: you're listening to the entrepreneur ignited podcast where you'll get proven strategies to start and grow your online business from in the trenches digital entrepreneur EntrepreneurIgnited.com. launch your online business live your dreams now here's your host derek gale Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, episode 72, a podcast designed to skip all that hype, skip all the BS, and just give you guys real actionable tips and strategies to help you guys grow your digital businesses. This is your host, Derek Gale, and today you're going to be learning some ninja webinar strategies to help you grow your digital business. Now, I'm a huge fan of webinars. In fact, they're, they're probably my number one favorite selling and conversion tool online today, and uh, in this episode, to help us educate you on how to use webinars the right way, we have a guest that is a longtime digital entrepreneur. He's a co-founder or co-founder of the $100 MBA. He's also the host of uh, iTunes Best of 2014 podcast, which is the $100 MBA show, which has over 50,000 daily listeners. And uh, more relevant even so to today, though, he's also the co-founder of Webinar Ninja, which is an all-inclusive, easy-to-use webinar webinar platform uh, built for digital entrepreneurs. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Omar Zenom to the show. Omar, thanks for being here. It's great to be here, Derek. Fantastic. Now, before we get started, can you just take a second and expand on your introduction? And more specifically, just share your journey as a digital entrepreneur. How did you get started online? And give us the overview of that journey you took to get here today to this moment as
1: the featured webinar expert on the show today. (laughs) Well, um, my, my journey is a little bit unorthodox, which is usually the case. Uh, I started out as a teacher. That's what I went to school for. I was an educator for over 13 years uh, at the high school and university level. So um, I have a master's in education. That's kind of where I started my career as a young adult. Um, and while I was uh, in teaching, uh, teaching at the at the institutions I was working for, I was doing some side hustling on the side. I mean, the internet just started to pick up steam. It was early 2000. Um, you know, and I was just trying to, I was just interested in the idea of an alternative income, making money online. I was just, actually was just experimenting to see if I can actually make money online. Um, and it just got exciting as I, you know, made my first dollar and I started building building some small businesses on the side, things like an eBay store, and I started you know, doing some arbitrage, things like that. And I started to feel my way around entrepreneurship and see you know, what kind of entrepreneur I would want to be. Uh, but after 13 years of of working in education, uh, I left the university I was working at. Uh, my last five years was in management, and um, I was a middle manager, head of department at the university I was working at, and then I decided to make, uh, that, that leap that everybody talks about, you know, that leap into entrepreneurship and, um, went full time. And that was about, uh, four and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's when I started the hundred dollar MBA. And, um, you know, one of the things I always tell people when they start a business is, is, you know, I'm one of the, the believers that, you know, passion is, is really overrated. I really do. Um, and the, the the, the mantra of, you know, follow your passion, you know, uh, Peter Thiel always asks um, what is something what's one thing that, that you believe in that most people don't and the answer to that question for me is I, I believe that you know passion is just completely overrated it's not it's not really what you should be doing and what I really believe is that you should be following what you can add value in where where do you have a competitive advantage where do you have a strength that other people, don't have and for me it was teaching. You know, uh, I was going into the world of online entrepreneurship. I was looking around and realizing a lot of these people don't really know how to teach. You know, I, like this is where I went to school for. This is what I've been trained for. I've been teaching all my life. You know, I've, you know, I, if I can manage a room of thirty teenagers, I definitely can. You know, sell a crowd. You know, <laughs> so so for me that's kind of where I came came from, and I decided to leverage teaching to uh, to, igno- to to kind of ignite my business and things like that. So I started the hundred dollar MBA, which is uh, exactly what it sounds like—a hundred dollar MBA education to help people start uh, businesses, to understand the fundamentals of business. And uh, I try to teach it in English, you know, and in, in terms that people can understand. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and when I was building that community, uh, I started doing webinars. That was about two and a half years ago. And uh, I just wasn't happy with the solutions out there. Uh, I was just really frustrated with you know, all the moving parts that you had to put together. Uh, so I decided to build um, you know, a solution of my own, which is Webinar Ninja, which is our software. So that's kind of how it came around to it. And for me, webinars come very, uh, I don't want to say it comes natural, because I don't really think anything comes natural. <laughs> Even walking as a child, you have to learn how to walk. You know, nothing comes natural, right? But uh, it's something that I'm, I have experience in. You know, I've, I've taught yeah. a lot, so webinars for me uh, is a comfort zone.
0: Yeah. And you know, I I mean, there were so many uh, great little nuggets in everything you just said there. Uh, And we haven't even gotten to webinars yet, which is, (laughs) which is awesome. But I wholeheartedly agree with this, with your, your comment on following the passion. And, and I believe that we have a whole generation because I, you know, I have a kid that just, just finished high school and stuff. And we have a whole generation that's being told to follow their passions. Yeah, and, 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 you know great if you can follow your passion find something that you love to great but realistically if you want to create value that people are going to pay you for it's exactly what you said you know yeah. what what, is, what are you good at where can you add value and that, that's such a, a a profound statement but there's this whole generation of you know i i just need to follow my passion i'll be successful and it's like well you know what if nobody wants to pay you for your passion
1: and the thing is, is that I, I don't mind that, like you can go ahead and follow your passion, but you have to ask yourself the question, do you want to win? Yes. Like, do you yeah. want to actually <laughs> do well? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. No one promised that by doing, you know, doing your passion or following your passion that you're going to have a competitive advantage that you're going to be able to like, I love basketball. I love it. I played basketball as young. You know, I still play basketball in the league. You know, I'm very competitive. Yep. I want to be the, like the best player in the league, all that stuff. But I'm not going to play in the NBA. You know, it's not going to make my livelihood. I just know that because I just, that's not my strength. Yeah. Like, to that point, so I mean, I think a lot of people have to realize that. Hey, for me, I wanted to win in business. So I was just like, how can I win in business? I got to use what I got, my strengths, and I can't just constantly think about, oh, you know, what like lights my fire. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's not going to make it at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. And I mean, I'm the same as you. I love mountain biking. I love cycling. Fact is. I'm never going to make a living at it. I'm passionate about it, but nobody's going to pay me to do it. The uh, So, you know, and it was interesting. I was reading an article, I think, that you wrote in, in um, uh, uh, related to the $100 MBA. And I mean, God, there's a whole other conversation. We could go down that rabbit hole. But we're not going to. We're going to redirect back to webinars, as we promised, because, uh, you know, webinars are such a powerful selling tool today. And uh, I don't think enough businesses are using them. I think... Uh, f- to an extent a lot of people don't use them because they're they're kind of afraid of them they're afraid of the technology mm. they're afraid of getting on a webinar they're not really even sure how a webinar fits into their business so you know let's start with that obvious question right at the beginning you know why are webinars important if somebody's listening to the show today they have a digital business and they're not using webinars why should they be
1: because of the internet, period, um, and I'll tell you why. Because because of the internet, you have more of an informed customer. Whether your business is online or offline, people do research all the time on what they want, what what is best for them. Um, I, I, I'm sure that you can remember when you shopped for your first car or you shopped for your last car. You know, you you compared, contrasted, you watched videos on YouTube. You know, you watched, you read articles on Consumer Report. Right, that's all content marketing. Right, so. Every, every customer wants to make an informed decision. So the, one of the best ways to inform your customers and build a relationship is to teach them. Is to teach them why your product, why your service is the right one for them. Or how to use it, how to utilize, how to win with your product or service. So I believe that there's nothing that can compare to that other than teaching on a live webinar. Um, because it's interactive. So say, for example, I write a blog post about a product I sell, right? Say, for example, I have a product that teaches you how to impre- you know, increase your free throw shooting, right? I'm a basketball coach, let's say, for example, right? You know, the article could be great, you know but i can't really interact i can have some comments but they're not live i can't catch them when they're there so what i love about webinars is that if somebody has any questions they have rebuttals they have buying questions you know they could really be interested in buying but they have one little gripe one little question they want to know if it integrates with this or if it works with that or if i have a knee injury will i be able to use this program you know so it, with a webinar you can go back and forth with your customers with your with your audience and they can learn more importantly The whole reason why this whole thing works or why webinars are so impactful is that it quickly builds trust with your audience and we only buy from who we trust. And you can look back at any purchase that you've made and you only bought from that you know that manufacturer or from that company because you trust them. I mean, I'm I'm talking to you right now on a MacBook, right? But my my MacBook is not my first Apple purchase. You know, I first bought an iPod because I needed an MP3 player. MP3 players are coming out. I used the old one, you know, the wheel thing. That's the first iPod I had, right? and I thought it was really cool. I thought it was interesting. I put a thousand songs in it, and it was easy to use. And when my phone died, I was like, okay, let me look into this iPhone thing, because I really like my iPod. I've built trust and rapport with Apple because they prove themselves to us. Mm-hmm. So we're not Apple. We can't you know, have these entry-level products that we could do this and easily do that, but what we can do is that we can build trust and rapport through our value, through the knowledge that we can give to other people. Um, and you don't have to be the expert. You just have to know more. More than the people that are there, you know. You just need to know a little bit more. Show them a few steps and give them a little bit of guidance, and it could just be as simple as giving a demo of what you offer. Um, and this is why webinars are so powerful. So, and I'm going to go off on a bit of tangent here
0: because a lot of what you said there was, you know, building trust and and rapport and answering questions and a level of interaction that exists on a webinar, right? So versus yeah. watching a video. So now I want to. Let's talk about evergreen webinars. Okay. So, just for our audience listening, we have live webinars and then we have what are deemed evergreen webinars, which is a webinar that, for all intents and purposes, in many cases appears to be live. They show up, they watch it at a time, but it's actually pre recorded. So based on what I'm hearing from you, you're saying there needs to be this live interaction. How do you feel that Evergreen fits in? And can you create that Mm -hmm. same thing with an Evergreen? Because the one downside of a webinar as a selling tool is the fact that if it's live, it requires you to be there all the time. Right.
1: So uh, this is a really important question and I have a very strong stance on this. So I mean I have a lot of statistics. I just actually released a blog post that talks about the best time you can run a webinar in terms of the time of day and and the reason the way I was able to write that post is because we have a lot of data from our users as a as a platform, you know, we we know what works, what doesn't, what converts. And uh, live webinars uh, no matter what you compare it to it's always going to do better than any other type of webinar whether it's hybrid or or evergreen like you mentioned Um so um, j- just right off the bat it- it's just going to do better just because you are there live especially if you show your face on camera you're it just adds another level of trust and rapport. number two when it comes to evergreen now i know there are other people that do it differently they practice things differently mm-hmm. um, but we have a very strong stance at webinar ninja and we built our software to back up that stance I do not believe in telling people that it's live or making it appear that it's live or you know there's some other softwares that have simulated chat like these fake chat messages that show up like like we don't do that we don't have a chat when there's evergreen because it's not live right we do have a hybrid uh, version where you can have a recorded video and be chatting live you know so we really believe in being transparent with your audience that's the whole point you're trying to build trust here as soon Mm -hmm. as people and, and i've been on these webinars these stealthy webinars where you go on and you realize like the chats don't match the conversation sometimes exactly. and I'll ask none of my questions get answered and like you know so it's, it's very obvious and yeah. I quickly I've seen some people that I looked up to in the industry and I've been on their webinar and I thought it was live and I saw it and I really lost trust in them and I really I, my opinion of them really plummeted yeah. and I wouldn't want that for my users. You know, I, I always say that if our users win, if they do, if they win, they do well. They're successful with webinars. They do more webinars. We win. I'm just being honest here. Like we're, we'll win when you do more webinars, more exposure for us on our platform. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's where I stand with Evergreen webinars. I really believe there's a right way to do this, and I do this with mine. My Evergreen webinars, where I I tell them, hey, I have a live webinar going on this Tuesday at 1 p.m. PST. But um, if you can't make it you have a couple of choices you can either register and watch the replay or we have an evergreen webinar this is last week's webinar that's recorded you could watch it and if you have any questions you can email it there's an offer there if you'd like there's a special offer for the evergreen webinar that's different from the live uh... I usually give a little extra something in the live uh, post to the evergreen and I just tell them straight up hey if you don't have if you can't make it at this time you have some options to watch a recording and on my evergreen webinar I put it in the text on the title this is a uh, you know a rebroadcasted webinar mm-hmm. um because I think people when they see that they're like oh okay this is not live okay this person's actually saying it's not live but I'm still getting something out of it it's still content you know the other thing is is that if everything is supposedly live then why they're gonna show up live you know like you mm-hmm. know if everything if the evergreen has the same value as live the whole point is that you want them to show up live so you can interact and you can answer questions and you can and you can take polls and you can be able to do all that kind of stuff um, so there has to be a differentiation and more importantly, you have to get in front of it and be honest with it. Yeah, and and
0: uh, I 100% agree with everything you just said there. Uh, I, I, too, have experienced that. You get on a webinar, and you realize it's not live. And I, I've given so many webinars. One of the first questions that I get more regularly these days is when is I'm doing live? a webinar. Exactly. Is this really live? Are you really there? <laughs> and, and there's there's almost a surprise when they find out, wow, you are actually live. There's a real person behind that. Um and, and so if it's not, yeah, you're, you're going to immediately create a level of distrust, particularly if you market it as a live webinar, which so uh, totally behind you on that. Totally agree. And so for everybody listening, look, you're going to check out certain webinar platforms and they're going to try and suck you in with what sounds like appealing features to effectively automate the entire process. But sometimes, yeah, I, I believe you have to ask yourself, is automation the right answer? And, yeah. and in some cases, I don't think it is, right? So, okay. So now webinars, they can be used for so many different aspects of a business through the marketing cycles, through, you know, product support, training, stuff like that. Where today should digital entrepreneurs be looking to use webinars in their businesses?
1: So there's a whole bunch of ways you can use it. And it depends on where you are in your business. Um, if if you're getting started with webinars, if you have an established business, but you're just getting started in webinars, you want to get your feet wet. Um, one of the most common ways to use webinars is just purely for content marketing, to, to give back to your audience, to be a thought leader, to be an authority in your market. And one of the easiest ways to do that is just to say, hey, I'm doing a webinar for 30 minutes, Q&A. I'm going to answer all your questions. And you can answer your questions in my field of expertise or whatever. And we can shoot the breeze and be able to uh, a- ask some questions, get to know each other, and often this is just enough to get your feet wet, to understand how webinars work, to get comfortable with your platform, and be able to work through, you know, kind of the feeling of being on a live webinar. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, you know, I-, I recommend. That's what I did, and I know, I know a lot of people do that too. And you could do a few of those in the beginning, um, but there's some other ways you can use them. <clears throat> One I really think is really underutilized is is. A live content marketing strategy, so um, like a live show, like do a regular one week, uh, once a week show where you can say, hey, you know, today we're going to be talking about Facebook ads. Next week we're going to be talking about Google AdWords. Next week, like if you're in the social media marketing kind of uh, niche, mm-hmm. so and you can bring on guests, you can ha- take questions from the crowd, just like you know back in the day Oprah did, you know, whatever, you know, but it's online, it's 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 right there on camera, and the best thing about it is that you can download the recording. And you can put it on YouTube. You could put it on your own site. You could build a blog post out of it. You can make it into a podcast. You could do whatever you like. But the point is, is that you have a live portion of this weekly show that people can tune in and participate in. I mean, imagine you can have that. I mean, I, I have a daily podcast, and one of the things I yearn for is interaction. You know, podcasting is not an interactive platform. You know, um, we don't even know who our listeners are because iTunes' system is not not that you know sophisticated yet. Mm-hmm. So. Love you, iTunes. You know but <laughs> but, uh, but um, we're looking forward to the future here. Yeah. So um, the point is, is that you know uh, you want to be able to make some sort of live content marketing strategy. Another way you can really grow is is to partner up with other people, people that have audiences that you want to get in front of. Um, but what I like to say is get started with the other way around. So some of the the biggest names are, that we have on our platform, um, like Michael Poor, like Pat Flynn, who use um, a Webinar Ninja, is I, I actually reached out to them first and said, "Hey, I would love to run a webinar for your audience. I will invite my audience. Uh, I'm sorry, I'll invite my audience. All I want you to do is show up, and I want you to expo- I want to expose my audience to you know to you and your work and your products. Um, and I don't want any affiliate commission. I don't want any money. I just want you to show up. I want you to enjoy the platform. I want you to enjoy." Just you know, getting to know me and the way I work. You know, how could they say no to that? It's yeah. free money. It's free exposure. It's it, they're gonna say yes. They're gonna make time for that, right? But if you go to them, you know, with hand, you know, with your handout, looking for a handout, you know, saying, hey, I would love to, you know, work with you. How about we do an affiliate thing? You know, like you're already asking. You know, instead of giving. So I would give first, build a relationship with them. It's better for them to owe you one rather than you to owe them one. So you should definitely build that relationship with them. And then that's exactly what happened. You know, I you know, I I invited Pat a few times. You know, I got to know him when he ran his first webinar on Webinar Ninja. You know, I I coached him through it, you know, I showed him, you know, how best to utilize it. He loved it, fell in love with it. And then he just out of the blue a month later said, Hey man. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a whole episode on SBI TV about Webinar Ninja. I'm gonna do a demo. I just love it so much, and and that's it. Like he didn't even want anything in return. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's awesome. So I mean, people don't understand the power of reciprocation. Sometimes you know people people will reciprocate, but you have to give, especially the people that are they have a larger audience or they're a bit busier than you or they're you know maybe a little bit higher in their market. You know you have to give a little bit before you receive, but that partnership is definitely there. You can definitely do webinars for each other and be able to leverage each other's audiences absolutely
0: and and so now, one of the things I didn't hear you talk much about there as far as using webinars is actually using it as a conversion and selling tool
1: mm, it's definitely there, and I use it you know to uh, it's it's grown our business tremendously yeah, um but I like to put the learning first because I always believe that people you know, regardless of what they say, people don't like shopping around. I don't like, sh- like when you go to the mall and you're looking for a pair of sneakers, Right? if you find what you're looking for, or you know there's a store that always has the sneakers you like, you're gonna go to that store, mm-hmm. right? you're not going to go shopping around the whole mall or going to different malls you know like you're not 18 anymore right you just want what you want right so what i really believe in is that if i can give them value they're going to trust me say for example i'm the golf expert right and i'm the person that's going to help you improve your golf swing you come to a couple of my webinars you learn how to improve you know your strokes by you know improve your game by a couple of strokes you're going to be like, wow, this person's the expert. When I want to learn, like want to buy a course or want to buy clubs from this person, right? I'm not going to go shopping around. I'm just going to go back to Omar or whatever. Like that's it. Like it's a done deal. So it's just going to happen automatically. But having said that, I'm not a fool. I know that sales is a technique. Sales is a Mm -hmm. a skill that you have to learn, you know? And it's something that I I was fortunate enough to learn from some really good mentors. But the point here is is that I don't want you to think sales first, teach second. Because you know that's a huge turnoff, especially in the internet marketing world that's going on. One of the things that we really try to do with webinar Ninja is, is clean up the webinar world by having a little bit more education uh, than sales. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I mean my advice to people that are worried about feeling you know a little bit icky about sales. One of the things I say is that um, one of the best things to do is just to show them, don't t- don't sell them. You know it, when it comes to the end of the webinar where you may want to offer somebody you know um, an offer, you know and. and and, and have fun with it. I'll give you an example. So, like, recently I did a webinar with my friend Jason Zook. We built a course together called Easy Course, which is a course... Uh, that teaches you how to build an online course in 30 days. Mm-hmm. And um, at the start of the webinar, we, you know, I recommend just be transparent. We were completely transparent. We said, hey guys, today's webinar, this is on the menu, this is what we're gonna be teaching you, the f- three phases of creating a course. These are some tips we're gonna show you, how to price your course, da-da-da-da-da. And at the end of this webinar, the last 15 minutes, we're gonna sell you something. We're gonna sh- show you something that you can buy that's gonna help you build your course in 30 days. This is something that Jason and I built. Um, it's no secret. We're entrepreneurs, and if you want to stay, you can stay your own peril. If you don't, you can leave, no problem, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, cool. They know that from from the beginning. And then when it came to the time when the okay, the workshop's over, everybody's questions were answered. All right, guys, we want to tell you about this 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 new course called Easy Course that we have a special offer for for today for being on the webinar. Uh, we're gonna just pause for the next minute and not talk, <laughs> right? And if you want to leave, you can leave now, you know, because after that <laughs> we're gonna be selling hard, baby, right? Like. So we just made a joke out of it, and it was so funny because we were looking at our attendee numbers of the of the webinar and they went up, you know, and it yeah. was just like, well, don't leave. people are interested because you gave them value in yes. the first place and you were transparent at the same time, you know, they're like, okay, they're being upfront about it. I don't have to buy if I don't want to buy. And we tell them, hey, some people ask, you know, do you have payment options? We don't have payment options for that course. We said, hey, listen, if you can't afford this right now, don't buy. It. We don't want you to put, you know, put you in any kind of risk or any kind of financial stress. You know, it'll be available in in another six months. You know, maybe you need to wait. If you can't afford it, go ahead. But mm-hmm. the point is, is that like, if you are just transparent and just being a decent human being, people will appreciate it. You don't have to be something you're not. You know, yeah. you could just be yourself and just show them the course, show them inside, uh, you know, the members there, show them the product. Even if you're selling physical products, a lot of people ask, hey, can I use webinars to sell physical products? It's like, yeah, it's called QVC. Mm-hmm. QVC is like the original <laughs> webinar, right? So, yeah. so um, yeah, definitely. You could definitely just show them and not worry about selling them on everything.
0: Yeah, and, it, you know, I love the way you think about that because, I mean, there's so many people that approach it of, oh, we have to sell them without them knowing that we're selling them. And we have to be sort of sneaky about it and subtle about it. And, and I agree with you. You don't. If you're giving that much value, you're creating a relationship that uh, they're going to be open to hearing about what it is. Nothing – and I've, you've been on the webinars. I've been on those webinars yeah. where you get there and you realize you've gotten to the end of it and they've left you with very little content, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know they filled an hour with fluff and to get anything meaningful, you got to get out your credit card. And, uh, you know,
1: which is very, which is very, uh, you know, it's not really a smart move because for me, I really believe that if you can give them a win in that hour, in that 30 minutes, where they can get that moment in their head, like, wow, I just learned something. Wow, that was valuable. What else does this person have, right? If they don't have that kind of sense of you're proving to them that you can actually deliver, then it's really hard for them to be convinced that, you know, uh, is this a risk? Should I buy Mm -hmm. this? You know, all that stuff. And, and, and you know what at the end of the day you just feel better about it yourself as yeah definitely
0: totally do. So, okay, so let's shift gears now and, and dive a little bit into the actual content of webinars, right? When somebody's is preparing for their first webinar, I think there's so many questions that come to mind, you know, aside from what do I say, but that the how long, you know, how, how do I call people to action? Um, you know, what really works? You know, should mm-hmm. it just me or should it be there? Should there be a guest, right? There's so many different options out there. So today, because you have such exposure to so many different webinars, and you do a lot yourself as well, what are the key things that people need to focus on or make sure is in
1: their webinar if they want it to be successful? So one of the first things you need to do is get very specific about what you want to deliver, right? You you want to make sure that they actually go home like again with the win. They leave the webinar feeling, "Wow, I learned something." And the only way you can actually do that cuz remember you got like 30 minutes, 45 minutes of content and maybe like you, if you're going to be talking about your business or your products or services, you have another 5 or 10 minutes and you want to answer some questions. So the point here is is that like you can't cover all of golf in one in one in in one webinar you can maybe talk about how to putt you know a little bit better or you can talk about how to choose the right club in certain situations to get out of you know the rough Okay, that's that's a different situation, right? You're getting very specific, and you can you can actually deliver on something that's very specific because you have enough time. So just choose something very specific in your niche, in your business, in whatever you're doing, and break it down to five steps or five points, and you can create a PowerPoint slide or a keynote slide uh, for each of those points. You know, it could be four points; so it doesn't have to be five. It could be four or five points, and you want to just basically break it down into steps or. Adv- pieces of advice or tips uh, mm-hmm. that cover that. Um, you want to start out again with an overview saying, hey, you know, just 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 like in school. Like remember when you're a kid, the teacher just to say, today we're going to be learning about this. These are the outcomes. This is what you're going to learn by the end of the, the lesson. So you want to do that. You want to just kind of say, hey, today we're going to be covering these points, right? By the end of this workshop, you're going to be able to do one, two, three, four. You're going to be able to improve. You know, it's very important to know that what they're going to get out of this. Like mm-hmm. the first thing they're thinking of when they get on the webinar is, you know, What's in it for me? Like, what am I getting? Is this a waste of my time? Right? So, I love to jump right into it as soon as possible. I spend like two or three minutes greeting people, thanking them for being there. You know, I try to keep it as interactive as possible. Remember, the point of a webinar is interaction. So, you have your slides, you have your PowerPoint, but I recommend you get on camera at the start, show your face, say thank you for being there. You know, you can even do your overview uh, that way, and then you can switch and share your screen and and show your PowerPoint slides or your Keynote slides. Um, I often, you know, I'll stop in the middle every five or ten minutes and just check in with the audience and say, "Hey, are you?" Even if it's just say, "I want you to put like yes in all caps in the chat if you are feeling what I'm putting down." You know, just to get something back from them to feel like they did. and and there's nothing wrong with asking people to elicit answers. So, for example, if I say, you know. Um, what is the third most important thing you think it, it when it comes to, you know, increasing your free throw shooting? What do you guys think it is, right? We already covered two. What do you think the third one is? You know, get them to talk in the chat and ask you know, you don't have to just give them the answer. You know, you can just ask them that question. They'll say, "Oh, visual, visualization, no bending your knees, no follow through." Now they'll be like, "Oh, these are all great answers, but you know, the answer number three is actually this, you know, and then you just go through that part of the lesson. So keep it as interactive as possible. Make sure you have time for questions and answer. If you're going to make an offer, you want to make sure the details of the offer, the highlights of the offer are on a slide or on the page. We have an offer section in Webinar Ninja where you can actually display an offer. So a lot of people are like, oh, where's the link? What's the promo code? What's the actual discount? You know, like uh, how long is this good for? Mm -hmm. You want to make sure all those questions are answered in text on the screen, either on your page with Webinar Ninja or you can use a slide if you're using a different platform where you have, um, you know, the actual details of the the offer on text. So that's in a nutshell. You want to break it down into points, lessons, keep it interactive. It doesn't have to be super long. Um, and again, Q and A is a great way to kind of fill in the gaps. Got it. Okay.
0: So now last section that I want to dig into now is the technology side. Because, you know, over the past few years, more and more webinar solutions have appeared, bringing a lot more features that I, I think were in many cases sorely lacking in the old platforms like the GoToWebinar or just the vanilla Google Hangout. So I guess my question is two parts. You know, first of all, when someone's trying to choose the right webinar platform, uh, what are the things they should be looking for? And the second part is, is you know, tell us about Webinar Ninja and how does it stack up against some of these other big players that I know our listeners are going to ask me later? Well, how does it stack <laughs> up against EverWebinar or Stealth Seminars, right? Like, you know, why? What, what? What? Tell us about Webinar Ninja.
1: Sure. So, to answer your first question, uh, I believe choosing a webinar platform or what's important in a webinar platform is like choosing a gym, right? You got to choose a gym that you're actually going to go to. So if your <laughs> gym is 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 you know 20 minute drive, you're not going to go to that gym. It's just it's just too inconvenient. It's too far out there, right? Um, if everybody in that gym is a bodybuilder, you might feel intimidated and be like, oh, uh, it's kind of hard to go there because I feel like a wimp, right? So you may want to choose your webinar platform that you're actually going to use. You know, the one that actually is easy to use, one that you're actually going to create webinars with. You know, there are so many platforms out there that are bloated with features. Um, and you know, I, I you know, I worked very closely with my team. I actually created the first beta version of Webinar Ninja, but you know, now it's just too big for for my skills. But the point here is is that I worked very closely with them, and people don't know that. Like the more and more complicated features you add to any kind of software, right? Unless you're Mark Zuckerberg, it's it's going to be buggy. It's mm-hmm. going to be very yeah. very hard, for, and it's going to be confusing for the user to know when and when and how to use those. For me, what takes precedent is reliability, is ease of use, is being able to create a webinar quickly and easily. And then when you're on the webinar, that you're not distracted by so many things. You have just the basic things that you need to pull off a great webinar. And for me, it's a combination of teaching, presenting, and sales tools. So like we have a chat area that's separate from the question area. So we have a question area on the bottom. So you you don't have to search through the chat for the questions that people are asking. So you could tell them, hey guys, we have a question area on the bottom. If you have any questions, you can you can ask questions there and I'll answer them in the Q&A session or whenever you decide to do that. Um, we have polls. We have an offer section where you can hide and display offers at any time so you can be able to give an offer and all those details are there. They're not confusing. Um, you know. And we have some really cool nifty features that we love uh, that just helps... Make it easy for people to run webinars. One of the biggest features that differentiate Webinar Ninja from the other platforms is it literally takes ten seconds to create a webinar, which is incredible. Like you know, I, the reason why we created the Webinar Ninja the way it is is because we believe that you know a lot of platforms out there are just way too complicated. And you know, the reason why I love technology is because it makes your life easier. You know, the reason why people use tools like Facebook or Twitter. Um, is because it's easy to use. It's intuitive, right? You can tweet. You don't have to think about. It. You don't have to read a you know uh, a manual to understand how to send out a tweet. You Just click the button that says tweet. That's it. Over, right? So um, for for us, we wanted to do the same thing. We wanted to be able to create a webinar really quickly. It literally takes ten seconds. You fill out some small details and hit create. And it has all the great um, features of any webinar with all our default templates right there. But for the advanced user that wants to go in and tinker around and change and customize, we have advanced Advanced features that are in our advanced edit so that you can you can edit anything from the registration page to the thank you page to the actual webinar page itself you can change colors fonts logos we have plenty of templates for you to even start out with and you know change them up you can add video you can add you know pictures it's up to you um so we have all the customization but for those who don't want to customize that are happy with our default templates they can create it in 10 seconds flat and that's it and even if you do you do want to customize at least you create it and then you can customize later mm-hmm. you can start marketing it later you know after after you're after you've created it The other huge, huge, huge differentiator between Webinar Ninja and other platforms is that we use a technology for our live webinars called WebRTC, which is the latest technology in live broadcasting. Um, It's absolutely live. There is zero delay. Um, you know, which is great and for me, anything that contributes to the interaction and learning of your audience, that's really important. So if I ask a question, I want to be able to make sure they can hear that question instantly and answer me as quickly as possible. you know mm. it's very I mean, I, you know I've been on Google Hangouts. It's really, really hard to deal with that 15, 30, sometimes 45 second delay. you know it's it's an eternity sometimes where you ask a question and you're like gotta wait until yeah. they see it and then or hear it. And um, so WebRTC is absolutely live. It's actually a point-to-point connection. So it's not like I'm broadcasting uh, one feed and everybody's watching it. It's actually a dedicated feed to each attendee, mm. which is makes it even uh, quicker and faster. Um, it also makes it easy for you to actually share the stage with individuals. So we have something called Share the Stage where you can invite anybody any one of your attendees to come and join with their mic and camera. So this is great if you're running a webinar and somebody on the webinar there is a customer of yours or is a member of your community. And you could say, hey Jolene, why don't you come and join us on camera and tell us your experience. And you can just send her an invite and just her on her webinar page she gets an invite says, come and join. And uh, she just hits click, and she can just join r- instantly. Um, we're browser based, so you don't have to download any software. Mm. It's right there. You just use you know a browser, and you're and you're good to go. So that makes it a lot more accessible. Yeah, it means your attendee levels go higher. People actually attend because you know a lot of people that don't attend webinars because they like use a different software, and they're like, oh, I got to download something. Oh, I don't have time for this, or it's gonna blow up my machine, or whatever it is, and they just scrap it, you know, or they watch the replay, which is a little less effective. So. Um, these are kind of the highlights Uh, I would say if you're looking to get started with webinars and you just don't want to get bogged down we want to make sure that the technology is taken care of so you can just focus on the content so it's super easy to use uh, but at the same time it's still quite powerful
0: that's fantastic and uh you know, I, I, I we're saying before we jumped on the show here, I was telling you, I've been using GoToWebinar for years and I've looked at different platforms. But, you know, for everybody listening here, I would never do a live webinar on a Google Hangouts based platform, which many of these 30 party platforms run off of because mm-hmm. that 35 to 45 second delay is it's a killer when you're trying to have live interaction. So I, you know, I, I echo exactly what you said there. And I just want to reiterate that for the audience. I would stay away from it entirely. Um, and, uh, you know, the one other question I have for you, and this is always the big question I ask, and I'm asking now, <laughs> just for our listeners here, I'm asking as a potential customer, because when I looked at this before our call, I went, wow, this looks incredible. I watched your videos and stuff, and I'm going to be signing up uh, very shortly and and starting to run my webinars on this platform because it looks fantastic. Now, the one question I always have is, what's the what's the reliability and scalability of that platform Um, Yeah. Because I've been on webinars where it just poops out and, you know, 500 people (laughs) are gone. And that's a really bad day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely know um, about that. So (laughs) when we grew Webinar Ninja, we grew incrementally. Um, We actually closed the doors a whole bunch of times. Like when we first launched, we opened the doors. We sold out in a day. We closed it again. Then we opened up again for 48 hours, closed again, because we wanted to make sure that we built the infrastructure that's reliable. Um, I... I, I often have a very long-term vision with business so I, I knew down the line I want to have you know larger larger names that would be used our, our platform you know I've you know I'm fortunate enough to have friends that are in the industry that I've worked with because of podcasting and things like that but um, I knew that it had to be reliable. So as we grew, you know, we started growing out our our server infrastructure. Um, and uh, right now, we we actually have one of the best infrastructures that you know I, I know a lot of people in the business that that that's out there because uh, we use an, AM, an Amazon scalable server. So um, as soon as our servers. Or not even at hundred percent. At fifty percent load, um, it spins up a new server. So a- automatically, if there's any kind of load on your server, you have a thousand people on your webinar. Uh, you have a thousand people on a webinar, and there's four, five, six, ten, a hundred webinars going on at the same time. Um, it will automatically, you know, spin up a new server and make sure that it takes the load before it gets to the point where it's you know too, too heavy. The other thing is is that like we have a couple of you know. Very, 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 very smart people on our team um, that help us with server in- infrastructure. We have a server security expert um, that has helped us is incredible. John Harris, John Harris is incredible. Uh, actually um, worked with the FBI before. He knows a lot about cybersecurity, you know, and he helps us make sure that everything is secure, that we're far old, we're protected. Um, you know, I definitely understand that, you know, and i I would. I before anybody else would not be want to be embarrassed, you know, to use a platform and have hundreds of people, thousands of people on my webinar and uh, and 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 it conk out, you know, I definitely wouldn't want that, mm-hmm. especially for other people that are on my platform that are quite large names. You know, people like Pathland, like the Michael, uh, like the Michael ports out there that ha- ports that that have a lot of people that come to the webinar. So, um, yeah, we definitely took those precautions, and and we're still growing and we're still building um, because as we build out new features, we have to accommodate for that. Um, another thing that we do, I don't know, I, I can't speak for other platforms, but we're constantly, constantly improving our code. So, um, for you techies out there, we, we're definitely we're doing a lot of you know uh, Node.js. Uh, script to keep things clean, to keep things tight, to keep them fast. You know, the better the code, the the less weight is on the server, the faster things are. So we're constantly improving our code, cleaning it up, revising things that we've done two years ago to make sure that you know this is the most efficient way to to deliver this kind of uh, programming. So mm-hmm. um, that, in a nutshell, is what we've been working on. Very cool. Well, like I said, I'll be testing it out here very very
0: shortly. It sounds amazing, and and for all the listeners, I've been through so many webinar platforms over the years and uh I, w- I went back to go to webinar because it was reliable it doesn't mean i liked it um because it lacks a lot of the sales functionality or these uh, different tools that you know we need in t- today's webinars for, as digital entrepreneurs so that's fantastic now before we wrap things up omar where can our listeners find out more about you connect with you uh projects you're working on where should they go
1: Sure. So I know a lot of you who are listening might be thinking about starting a webinar, doing a webinar. There's a couple of things that I advise you to do. So one, we have a completely free uh, seven-day course called The Ultimate Webinar Course. It's actually 14 full videos, uh, seven audio lessons. We have seven downloadable cheat sheets that you can have as handy guides when you run your webinars. Uh, and you can check that out at webinar Co/course. Um, it's a very, very popular course with our members, and you can just you can, you can d- uh, have access to that for free uh, at that link. Um, whenever you're ready and you want to start doing webinars and you want to jump in, uh, you can definitely check us out at WebinarNinja.co. Uh, we're pretty much uh, one of the few uh, platforms out there that offer a free trial, so we have a 14-day free trial. When you check out, you don't pay a thing. Um, you uh, only get charged on day 15 if you're happy with the platform we actually encourage our members to run a couple webinars on their trial Uh, one of the first emails you get from us is from one of our support team you'll get an email that says hey my name is uh, cj and i'm your your webinar ninja consultant and i'm here to help you run your first webinar and uh she's there to help you out she's there to make sure that you rock with webinars and uh and we want to see you win so um that's there for you if you'd like to to give it a try give it a try for free Awesome. That's fantastic.
0: And Omar, thank you so much for sharing so so much information, webinar tips, strategies. Uh, Anybody listening to this is going to benefit massively. So it was a pleasure having today. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Derek. Awesome.
0: All right, everyone, that was digital entrepreneur and webinar expert, Omar Zenom. And as always, any links mentioned in this interview will be included in the show notes, along with an entire transcript of this episode, and you can find them all at entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast. And so now, it's time to take all of those webinar strategies you've learned here today and apply that final essential ingredient to actually making this stuff work. And that ingredient is action, guys. So go forth, take action, apply what you've learned today, and stay tuned for more info-packed episodes of the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. This is your host, Derek Gale, signing off.
1: Thanks for listening to another info-packed episode of the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast with Derek Gale.
0: For links to all of the resources plus an entire transcript of this episode, go to entrepreneur Ignited.com slash podcast
1: Make sure you never miss another episode Subscribe now on iTunes or SoundCloud